0: Welcome to Tormenting Tarmac. On this podcast, we aim to take you on a journey of storytelling, getting to know enthusiasts from different communities and with different automotive backgrounds. It's about fellowship, showing the automotive world it doesn't matter what you love about cars and driving, what matters is that you love cars and driving. We also want to have conversations with you, the listener, about what your automotive passions are. What are the things about the automotive space that bring you the most joy? talk about your love and our love for all motorsports and continue to learn things from all the different sections of it we want everyone to be able to learn from one another and this is a podcast for every level of driver and every level of enthusiast so on behalf of my co-host ron morris my name is jorge Aquino, and we welcome you to tormenting tarmac where the enthusiast never dies Everybody, we're here kino coming live and direct to you right here from the PHX the west side of the PHX but i'm not alone as always my confidant my compadre my consigliere if you will in a lot of things Is That in even life. a real word It is if you've watched the godfather my dude Oh yeah. man but not <laughs> a very long thing You should they're on Paramount Plus if you want to watch all 3 Uh, parts of The Godfather. Incredible movies, incredible trilogy. But if you can hear by the wonderful bass tone of his bearded voice, Ronald Robert Morris III, hanging out with me on a Friday night, deep, deep in the heart of the Lower Peninsula, my dude, what is happening? What's going on, man? Happy Friday night happy friday night right back to you man how is that what's the weather like up there in michigan right now
1: uh cold i'm sitting in my car right now and it is uh let me see uh 41 degrees 41 degrees chilly it's fall here in michigan the uh, yeah. leaves are changing it's very pretty uh looks um, nice fun to drive your car in the fall here but it is hard for me to not be like ah, winter is coming <laughs>
0: i know I know. Um, right now I think we got up to a high of about 92 today. Oh, that
1: reminds me. Jorge, Talk I to forgot me. to tell you. So what? this is live coming at you, as you like to say on the podcast, people. Jorge's live reaction. I am buying my buddy's XJ 95 Jeep Cherokee stick.
0: Oh, nice.
1: Old the Sonic RIP in peace. And For sure. I need some sort well, of Hopefully heater. not in pieces.
0: Whoever bought it, like try not to no. wreck it, please. <laughs> I need a, a beater
1: with a heater, if you will. And I am not about to spend a bunch of money and he is cutting me a really freaking good deal. But nice. Uh, and honestly, I'm spoiled enough. I drive a lot of end plates. So it's mostly going to sit at work, but still four wheel drive, stick shift, Jeep Cherokee. It's going to be good.
0: You know, I'm happy for you, although I really was looking forward to shenanigans about hearing how you got stuck in the C4 going on the way to work in the snow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: because I'm coming into
2: a
0: race car, I just finally was like, man, maybe I shouldn't drive that in the
1: salt. So... And no, I didn't, well, okay, that's awesome. sucks in the snow because it's light in the rear and it's a one-legged dog and yeah. but
0: Yeah. No, well, that's awesome. What year is it again? 95? 95. Okay, how many miles? 100-something thousand mm-hmm. Beautiful, that's exactly what on the right. high, higher
1: side of 100,000, like maybe oh. 160, 180. I don't know.
0: Hey, listen, man, you're talking to a guy whose first car was a Honda Accord. You remember it was a beater 1990, poo brown, as I like to say. Okay, yeah, uh, this hundred and this yeah,
1: Jeep is uh, poo rust, <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh. Mine was 196,000 miles upon, uh, on it when I first bought it. Shout out to my mom for buying it for me as my graduation gift from high school. Best thousand bucks she probably ever spent. That's not true. I'm sure that's actually, she's probably spent thousand dollars on a lot better things, but yes, best thousand dollars that went through me that she could have ever spent. Nice. Um, I never put AC in that car, Ronald. First thing I did with my own money was buy a sound system from Brian Wong and I put it in my... my That is very
1: much something that you would have done in high school. I'm
0: not sure that you still wouldn't do it now. Uh, I bet you would. uh, Probably, because I am an idiot. Uh, Steven can actually vouch for me on that if he listens to this podcast. I have been, quote unquote, trying to help him with his new car purchase. It has backfired on me massively. (laughs) Well, Um, (laughs) that makes two idiots because
1: I'm sitting here driving a... C4 every day, so you know, yeah, is
0: very true. This is very true. Take By the sure way, shout out there. to shout out to Steven. He sold his R8 on Bring a Trailer the other day. He made oh, a nice, nice little bit of coin, so good for him. Good for and he's him. A, he is on the lookout for his new shenanigans mobile, is the best way that I can put it. Um, so we have a few things to go ahead and talk about tonight. Um, we're gonna go ahead and get through it as best as we can. I was at Highline this past weekend so by the time that this drops it probably would have been a little over a week now but it was the october edition of highline um over in like north scottsdale a uh, lot of fun uh had the opportunity to interview about six different people um and that is all going to be coming on tonight's episode uh so stay tuned for the second half of the show um Interviewed a couple of the usual suspects who have been guests in the past, and I appreciate their time, but I also interviewed four separate people who hadn't been on the show and I thought brought a lot of different good uh, ideas and just what they love about car culture onto the show. by the way, I made a promise to Ron that I was going to go ahead and continue to try and rep the Midwest as best as I can. So one of the people that was on the episode, that's going to be later on the episode, he is all the way from Minnesota. So he's repping Minnesota car culture Whoa. big time. Um, he just moved to Arizona a all few right. days ago. I want to give a shout-out to Derek and we'll go ahead and hear him hear from him um, a little bit later uh, in the show. But he has and when I say a ridiculous car, I mean a ridiculous car. He has a B8 and a half Audi RS5 with a six-speed swap. So this is the four-liter V8 twin turbo. And when I tell you that it's pushing monster power, I'm not joking. Um About nice. 1,300 to the wheel is what I understand. Dang. Yeah. So this is insanity. From what I understand, it's the only, only B8 and a half RS5 with a manual swap on the planet damn as of right now i don't That's- know if anybody else is gonna be crazy enough to do it but shout out to him um and so you'll be able to go ahead and hear about him and what he does a little bit later on in the show but uh there was um i went to highline a couple of months ago i don't know if we've talked about it on the pod previously ronald if we have i apologize a little bit but not a little bit yep, yeah. But- yeah and i won't go too much into depth with it because a obviously got a, a few different interviews where we discuss a lot of the stuff that was happening there but um It was very much, it was way more eclectic than the last time I went. Last time I went was 4th of July weekend. And so I I think a lot of people were out of town. Um, And then it was also very like supercar and hypercar based where this time there was a lot more classics and that really made me happy. Um, I told Ron off the air, what some of the cars were there and, you know, a couple like 68, 69 Camaros, a 67 Camaro was there. It was beautiful. Nice. Somebody, you are know gonna what? You're going to appreciate this. I'm going to mention it on the podcast right now. I think it had to have been a C5 Corvette, but with a C1 body, hmm. it was kind of cool looking. I don't know. I think I may have sent it to you. It was kind of cool looking. If you want to go check out Tormenting Tarmac on Instagram at Tormenting Tarmac, I believe that I posted it. Um, Actually, maybe I haven't purposely waiting for this episode to drop. So I will be posting it. So excuse me, I will be posting a picture of that car, but it was a pretty cool looking car. It was red and uh, I believe it had an LS1 or LS2. Um, so it was, it was, it was bad. It was badass. I really liked it. It was very cool. And just a a, a really nice eclectic mix of different cars there that we on, on Saturday. So nice, uh, nice job highlight, uh, carrying on the eclecticness. There was a couple of things that shut down the parking lot. Um, which sure if you're 18 years old you were probably giddy with excitement but if you're a 32 year old that is just over it you're over it (laughs) got it um but that all being said it was it was fun and we'll go ahead and hear a little bit more from that uh in the second half of the episode um we have Three really cool things that we want to go ahead and get to, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to go ahead and start right now. We're going to start with a little bit this or that. Um, We had a nice little this or that two episodes ago. By the way, thanks for anybody who is listening to um, episodes 18 and 19 that just recently dropped. Um, You would have heard our, um, uh, I think we called it our IndyCar special or... No, no. Acknowledging our one year anniversary episode. Yeah. That's what it was. Yes. So thanks for, for anyone that listened to that. And then anybody who has listened to the car brokering 101 episode with uh, Sam, we do, we appreciate the support and I, I hope that we were able to go ahead and bring something insightful to you on both episodes. So um, anyways, continue to go ahead and check those out, but we did a this or that last week. Um between Kimmy and Alonzo. And then this time it's not necessarily this or that. It's just me asking Ron his greatest car driving scenes in the history of the movies. Because R- Ron says he doesn't watch that many movies all the time. But I think secretly deep down inside he's got a couple of things that he's gonna go ahead and hit me with. And I'm just gonna be like, Oh man, that's gangster. So Ronald, what do you have? What do you what what car scene and I'm, I'm not going to allow you to say Grand Prix because we've already talked Grand Prix in the past. Okay. Yep. Yep. So, well, right. I, I'm going to cheat. I have two. Okay. You got two. That's fine. I'm willing to uh, allow.
1: Uh, we might have talked about this in the past two. I don't remember. Uh, I basically any car scene in Baby Driver,
0: I just. We have talked a little bit about Baby yes. Driver. Yes. So, but okay. those are badass car scenes. Go ahead.
1: So, that's kind of an obvious one. So, but one I'm going to pick that I think is probably not at all what you're thinking. Is the kind of opening motorcycle scene in Tron?
0: Yo, that's banana in Tron Legacy or in the first Tron? The new one, yeah. Okay, Tron Legacy, yeah. Where that's
1: bananas. He starts out like he's a kid on his bike, and then it like transitions to now he's a young adult on his Ducati, and it's at night, and he's like driving through tunnels in the city, and it's got just the badass Tron. Uh, Daft Punk soundtrack so it's like any car scene that I probably would want to pick is you know all the cool like I thought about picking a James Bond scene where it's like all the mechanical stuff very visceral the engine and etc but I don't know I remember watching this movie in theaters and that scene is just like from a cinematography standpoint it was just like oh, that was good. That yeah. was good. So you can, like, search it on YouTube real quick if you want. You can just search Tron motorcycle scene, and it's just, like,
0: that, or I believe Tron the Legacy that on it on Disney has, Plus,
1: too, they, by the way. They so perfectly captured the vibe they were going after. Like, absolutely nailed it. So,
0: yeah, that's um, my pick. That's a good pick. I like that a lot. Um, so, it, it, the great thing about because I actually watched Tron Legacy in the movie theater as well, and the great thing about Tron Legacy is in a way that, like, have you ever watched Avatar, Ron? yes okay so with avatar james cameron apparently waited like 15 years to go ahead and finally make avatar because he didn't feel like technology had fully caught up in order for him to get the perfect um to have the right technology for him to be able to go ahead and capture the best cinematography and the best visual effects that he could that's that's the rumor whatever um and in a similar way tron legacy was the same thing because tron i think the original tron came out like in the mid 80s or something like that Mm -hmm. before you and i were born and then in 2010 2010 is when *Tron Legacy* dropped, and you could tell that they really waited and took their time. Because even though the movie is kind of okay, the visual effects—12 years later—that stuff hits me directly in the face, and I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm in the future now!" That's how I feel when I watch that movie. It looks ridiculously good, and you're so right that the um, visual effects in that movie are insanity they're utter insanity they look well but so that's crazy. that's the thing though the this yeah.
1: intro motorcycle intro scene is not a visual effects it's just film yeah
0: but, which I is mean. even better which is even better um uh, so baby driver and tron i like that um i've posted about this on instagram before but i've never actually acknowledged it on the podcast uh one of my favorite car driving scenes actually came from the rebooted star trek which you know where i'm going with this yes. um the introduction of james kirk in star trek in the movie absolute just chef's goddamn kiss it's it's the little kid james kirk having stolen my understanding is it's his actual dad's c2 right ron it's a c2 yes in that movie yeah it's a c2 corvette um and then i guess his uncle has it now because his dad passed away um, which you see at the beginning of the movie. Yep. Um, and his his uncle is a dick to him. And he kicks out what I believe is his cousin or his brother. I, I They never actually say in the movie. But then little James Kirk gets in the car and just goes mobbing down Iowa. And it is the greatest thing of all time. And then you add in the fact that they use Beastie Boys' as sabotage as the background music. And it's amazing. Um, please look that up on YouTube because um just everything about it is incredible like you just see this cla the 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 consummate american sports car which is the corvette right um just bombing down what is supposed to be 90 in the movie and then he pops off the top and after he's hung up on his uncle who called him and told him to, he, if he gets one scratch on his car he's gonna kick his ass and then he goes ahead pops off the top. He sees his cousin. He's like, hey, Johnny. And he just flies by. It's hilarious. And then the cop pulls up to him. And then he just takes this hard right and goes down the dirt. And this is probably the really sad part. But he basically goes ahead and rips it, rips the e-brake, and then jumps out of the car. And the C2 just falls to its death. (laughs) And then the officer's like, citizen, what is your name? And then the, the kid's like, "My name is James Tiberius Kirk," and I'm like, "Oh, gangster! Yeah. This is too yeah. much for me to handle. If yeah. I was in a rocking chair, I would have fallen over and I'd be <laughs> dead." Like that's you the movie. Scene. It's such a oh, it's such a great scene, dude. I love that scene with a passion. It's good, it's just so well done. And then uh, the other scene. You know what? I'm gonna go ahead and stick to movies that I haven't necessarily spoken about on the podcast before because I don't want to double dip from other times where we, you know, discussed um, some of the best car movies ever made. So I'll stick to this, um, and I've talked about it with you. And it's uh, Ferris Bueller. Um, yeah. Any yeah. Yeah. any portion with the uh, with Ferrari. the fake with the fake Ferrari two seven five. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, w- whether or not it's when the two dudes from the parking lot taken on a joyride. Uh, which is my, you know, my favorite part when you see the it jumping and then you hear Star Wars in the background. It's incredible. Um, just anything with that car in that in, in that movie. That movie is one of my all time favorites. Mm-hmm, it's such a great one. Um, and so that respective drivers, you just see the dudes just mobbing down, and it's hilarious. And I'm like, this is that's that's the dream right there. If I could just go ahead and recreate one movie scene with me and Ron, it would be that. And yeah. You know i i would want to drive but i think we all know that it would probably be ron driving we can edit the scene and we can both drive. sure yeah we could uh, you know rochelle even said one time that, uh, that i put up a picture of um it was um the myers manx which is the uh the, an yeah. off-roading beetle yeah and i was like saying and i said oh it's me and ron heading into record like and then rochelle shout out to your wife was like yeah ron's probably driving i'm like Fuck. oh Probably right, Rochelle. You didn't have to shove it in my face. Fine. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, let's be real. I mean, the man does have a racing license. He does. That's uh that's something I do not have. Uh someday, buddy. Someday, yeah. Yeah. Well, now now that you have the Cherokee now, you will definitely be making the C4 into your champs champ car. Oh yes. uh, I will definitely be putting an application to be on Ron's team. Um, Ron has promised me uh to come up to Michigan and give me a, a full track day and see yep. how I do. Yep. That is the plan. So about a year to two year time wait for him to get the car ready. That's that's our understanding, right? Yep, yep. Okay, you heard it here. That's the second time we've mentioned on this podcast. We're doing it. This is happening, and it's gonna be team tormenting tarmac. That's what it is. It's sure. All right. that's what we're gonna yep. call it. Um That all being said, okay, guys. So check this out. Now you probably, from when this drops, it'll probably have been a day or maybe even three, depending on when I get a chance to update. To excuse me, uh, edit this and get this uploaded onto Anchor and get this released to the world. But as Ronald and I were getting ready to go ahead and hit record, um, crap hit the fan in Formula One, and there's no way that we can't go ahead. F1 silly
1: season.
0: Oh my God, brother. I love it so much. Uh right now they're in Suzuka, getting ready to race in Japan. The, one of the coolest tracks on the calendar. It's one of your favorites if I'm not mistaken, right? It yes, is your I favorite love the track. The, it kind of yeah. sucks
1: for racing for passing, but the track itself is phenomenal. It's
0: it's bananas. Um I believe that's I'm not going to go ahead and say it never mind, Adam. I was going to say something. I'm choosing not to I'll tell it to you off air. That being said, um some of the Japanese-inspired helmets that I've seen from Mick Schumacher and from Alex yes. Albon have been absolutely fire, just super fire. They've got the, like, Japanese flowers and stuff like that and, like, almost like a light pink color scheme on mm-hmm. them. It looks bananas cool. I don't know why I'm saying bananas so much today. It's really annoying. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't mean to. But um, anyways, right before we start, we went on the air, um, Pierre Gasly wore a shirt that said, liked by Pierre Gasly.
1: Like, <laughs> such a I G. Didn't do that that's funny.
0: Uh, I, I I sent it to you right before we went on air. So if you look on your Instagram account, it should be right there. For those
1: out of but, the loop, the joke yeah. is that he likes literally everything on Instagram. And like it if you go up. look at any, like if you go look at any post on Instagram that is of anybody vaguely popular, Pierre Gasly has liked it. It seems impossible.
0: Anyway, yeah. But um, that all being said, he wore that shirt, which is amazing. And uh, he made his announcement that I think most people were kind of expecting, but weren't Yeah, 100% it was pretty much an open To do team. it. Exactly. Um, but Pierre Gasly has taken Fernando Alonso's seat at Alpine and is going to be flanking Esteban Ocon, and they're going to have a full French lineup for 2023. Yes. Wow. Wow. I can't like, I'm, 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 talk, Ron, because I can't. (laughs) I'm still trying to process it. This is 30 minutes ago, and I'm still like, Uh, you know, I'm embarrassed
1: to admit that I didn't even make the connection that it was going to be a full French lineup and a full French team. So that's kind of cool. It's
0: okay. Mercedes has a full UK lineup, but they technically don't count, even though they're in Braxton. They're a German team. by technically. But they're not a German team. They're They're not. They're really a British team. Anyway, yeah.
1: Anyway, I mean, on one hand, I don't think it's necessarily going to be any better for him. I hate to say it um but also if you're in his shoes you are you know you're not going to red bull you know that's over so an alpha tower he's never going to be better than red bull so if he really wants to win he's got to try something else so it makes sense plus i'm just now realizing the whole french thing too somehow i never realized that but i i hate to say it i think he's not going to be notably better next year i might be wrong but i i just think that's going to be the case. I think he's going to be better than Ocon. I do. Maybe not right out of the gate because it's a new car, new team to him, but I think he's going to end up being better than Ocon.
0: I think that, A, he's learned a lot, a lot more over the last two years since he got demoted from a seat at Red Bull and uh, Albon took over. Right. I mean, and obviously, you know, he had a lot to prove. He proved it as soon as the demotion ended when he outperformed himself from what he was doing in the Red Bull in the Toro Rosso yeah. and not to mention got a P2 in Interlagos. And, and the
1: by the dude way, it, at that point was not driving under pressure. He was driving pissed off. Exactly. And, and for him, I, I, apparently
0: that's what he needs. Exactly. I remember that race vividly because um Max won that race. And even though Lewis had already secured the title, like two races beforehand um, Mercedes were trying to go ahead and secure the constructors and um, Max wins And then for P2, it was a drag race to the finish line. And Gasly held on for his dear life because Lewis was like on him, like white on rice. And he just out dragged Lewis to the finish line to go ahead and finish P2. And from that moment on, you were like, oh crap. That's the Pierre Gasly that was supposed to have been driving the Red Bull this entire time. And then one year later, what does he do? He wins at Monza. Um, So... Those two things, if you notice, Pierre Gasly has never looked back. Yes. Pierre Gasly has been on the same. And, and it's weird for me to say this because I'm a bigger fan of Leclerc and a bigger fan of Russell. But in the last two years, he has been on the same level as those two. Um, perhaps maybe Leclerc and Russell sometimes outperform him. But he's been more consistent to me than Lando. He's been more consistent than than a couple of other guys. Um signs i'm not 100% sure if i include them in the same generation if you will but even then if you want to go ahead and throw them all in there
1: yeah
0: gasly's been right there and gasly to me as crazy as to say has been better than ocon the last two years even though ocon has a win in, in um in hungary yeah right and so now alpine is looking at this as they now have two drivers of nearly the same caliber Um, and I I want this to come across the right way because that's not to say Alonzo is not on the same caliber. Alonzo is different. Alonzo was a legend and obviously was outperforming um Ocon, but he was also like being a mentor towards Ocon. This is now Ghastly coming in and now perhaps wanting to rip away that number one. They both think they're gonna be number one for sure. Exactly. And so now Ocon he's been relatively consistent this year, but now consistency is no longer going to cut it. Yep. You know what I mean? There, yep. there, there's there, now it's like full on cutthroat. Yep. You know, you got two French drivers racing for the French team. Um, this dude was supposed to have gotten a Red Bull seat. He didn't. And he's been, And and I've said this for a long time, That Pierre Gasly, to me, is always going to perform best when he's treated as the number one driver. That's the reason why he failed at Red Bull, because he wasn't the number one driver, Max was. But then we've clearly known that at AlphaTauri, a.k.a. Toro Rosso, he's been the number one guy, you know? He was the number number one guy with Kvyat, and then he was the number one guy with Yuki. It's clear. And so now either A, his confidence is there that he doesn't need to be treated that way, or in order for Alpine to be as best successful with him at the helm, they need to go ahead and make sure that they're treating him like a number one driver at the same time giving Ocon what he needs to have the best car possible. It's, Alpine made a good decision, but they can't shoot themselves in the foot. Yeah, agreed. Um,
1: but to me, what was more surprising is the other move that
0: happened. Uh, Somehow I didn't know
1: that that was coming. I thought that, well, I'll let you say it and then I'll explain what I thought.
0: So within, let's say, 15 minutes of Pierre Gasly announcing that he's going over to Alpine, Tari filled up a spot like immediately. (laughs) And they signed up Nick DeVries. Holy smokies.
1: So Nick DeVries, Nick DeVries, so the he re, he filled in
0: for um, Alexander Albon.
1: Yes, at Williams and finishing the points and did extremely well, having never raced in an F1 race before. Yep. Uh, so like that was immediately like, yep, someone's going to pick him up. And, and right by the way, having been
0: before, out of a out of a race car for like a year, eighteen months or something, whatever. disgusting yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah, because
1: like F1's he hadn't. takes pay drivers and not talent drivers, but anyway.
0: Exactly. You know. Um, by the way, shout out to Latifi. <laughs> My boy, my boy Nicholas. I'm gonna oh, miss him so much next year. I am. Goodness. Um. Anyway, so, so
1: I figured he was gonna go to Williams. Um. And so mm-hmm. I am happy to see him in Alpha in in an arguably better team. I wish sure. Williams is better, but they're not. Oh, so by the way, who
0: I feel you know who I feel, who I feel bad for right now? I feel bad for Yuki Tsunoda.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Because he's like, I bet Yuki's like, oh my god, thank, thank God. Gasly is not here anymore somebody's and gonna come, come to in and i can be the number one driver and the next of is coming in and it's like of all the people in the world yep yep because <laughs> at least with danny rick if it would have been danny rick like yeah danny rick is clearly a great driver a race winner right but he would have been like the type of guy that like not necessarily hand over the reins to yuki but like helping him develop because now yeah. danny rick is a is a is a Veteran. how do I put this yes. he's a veteran of the sport right yes. he's giving back if you will because I don't think Danny Rick unfortunately is ever going to win a championship no, um, wish, but, but no. now you bring in Nick DeVries and it's like Lando yes. with uh, McLaren with yes. them bringing in Oscar Piastri it's like if Lando thought that he was number one driver which by the way he clearly should be but that's that's not to say Oscar Piastri is like a nobody you know what I mean so it's really interesting to see that these midfield teams run. They're not bringing in the veteran leadership. They're bringing in speed, yes, and and like full on talent. And like yes. McLaren and Alpine and now Alpha Tower are going to be really, really cutthroat. Yep, really cutthroat. It'll be really yep. interesting how that plays out next year. Agreed. Um, which now that leaves the Williams seat and the Haas seat. Yep, that's that's where we're at right now. No idea what they're going to do. There's so many names being thrown out there. You know, Mick Schumacher bend it in FP one today in Suzuka, so that doesn't necessarily. The open
1: secret is that he's out, and Ferrari's dropping him too. So, which is crazy. He's he's probably out of F one,
0: which is really sad. That's I mean, so you be I'm I'm curious to get your thoughts on that because your favorite F one driver of all time is Michael Schumacher. There's no secret to that. You know, see, you know, of course, you have Seb Vettel, who's right behind Schumacher. But you've been a Schumacher fan since yeah. you were born. You were born into the Schumacher run. And now seeing his son getting a shot in F one, do you feel like I, I, I'm curious to know your honest thoughts? Do you think he got cut a rough deal, or do you think that he just was just wasn't good well,
1: enough? Well, I think he got a cut cut a rough deal in that he was put in the Haas instead of the Alpha Romeo because those are both Ferrari Academy seats, and I think he should have been in the alpha. That being said, now that we have seen him compared to – it was a joke comparing him to Mazepin because Mazepin sucks. so you really didn't know how good he was. But now we've seen him compared to Magnuson. Um, Magnuson has been inconsistent, but he's been – you can tell that his talent ceiling is notably higher than Mix. I hate to say.
0: it, Which is crazy because there's a huge age discrepancy. Yes,
1: uh, and Mick has had a few shots now, and Mick hasn't been bad at all, but he's also just not been great. Um, and so it's clear that he's not the F1 world champion that Ferrari is looking for. So I hate to say it, but I think it's right that they're dropping him. Um,
2: you yes, know, they do, for right? me
1: as a Schumacher fan and as a Mick fan, it sucks. Like I like him, but that's that's racing, man. It's motorsports. You're here to win, and i i think slash hope that he goes somewhere that is good for motorsports. i'd love to see him in sports car racing or something like that um maybe lmp1 yeah yeah um I, for some reason i just don't see him going to indycar um i hope he doesn't go to formula E or something like that but i don't know
0: we'll see we yeah. will see well um here's the thing about schumacher um baby shoot me if you will um it's, it's funny you say that you don't think that you could see him going to IndyCar. I know that I can't see him going to IndyCar, but the reason for that is is because like, IndyCar is almost as good as F1, and if he's not cutting it at F1 and he's getting kind of ragdolled by Magnuson and ragdolled, like, bro, let's be yeah. real, and I hate saying yeah. this. There was a couple times like Latifi was on his ass. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and again, let me, let me just get this out of the way right now. I know that Nicholas Datifi is one of those paid-to-drive drivers. You know what I mean? But he still has a super license. Like, the guy can drive. You know, like, he, he, he's just – you might look at he, – he, he's here's the thing. He gets looked at as the 20th worst driver in all of F1. The way that you might be able to look at it, he's one of the top 50 drivers on the planet, though. Like, and people, I don't think, necessarily look at that and don't give him the respect that he deserves. I don't know why I'm going on a Latifi tangent right now, but I feel like the need to, and I see Ron rolling I, over at his chair.
1: <laughs> I see what you mean. Uh, I think you could say that about Mick Schumacher, that he's maybe not in the top 20, but he's in the top 50. I actually don't think you could say that about Latifi. I
0: I don't. If that was the case, why did he get points before George Russell then? Circumstance circumstance my ass (laughs) (laughs) i do (laughs) circumstance the time that george russell finally got his first points in f1 who was running p8 run in front of him nicholas latifi yeah yeah you know what i mean
1: and like and okay so if you're gonna make that argument sorry we're we're gonna do some paper racing here sure let's do it make that argument if russell is kicking hamilton's ass right now then latifi is better than hamilton
0: I'm not saying Latifi's better than Russell. That's not so what i So then What's said. your point? My point is that people refuse to go ahead and give Latifi credit that he's still a, like, he's still a strong, like, Latifi yeah. could run outrun laps on you and me any day of the week, well, twice oh, on uh, Sunday.
1: Yeah. I mean, obviously, he's insanely good, but I don't, I'm not prepared to say he's top 50. I don't think so. I mean, I mean that's just
0: me. You, you have to have some ink of talent to be able oh, yeah. to go ahead and at least maybe a to go ahead and get a seat in F one. maybe
1: he's top 100, but I don't think that either. I don't, I hope I know I'm crazy, but I don't I, no, 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 no. no
0: I, I actually don't think you're crazy. I can guarantee I, that anybody who watches F one that listens to our podcast probably agrees with you way more than they do with me on this topic. Yeah. And that's fine that they're entitled to that opinion. You're entitled to that opinion. My brother-in-law is entitled to that opinion. Um, I will tell you. Here's what I do think. I don't think he deserves the hate that he gets by any stretch. I
1: agree. But I do think F1 slash Williams deserves that hate.
0: Well, I think F1 uh, uh, and Williams probably do deserve that hate too, because it's like, okay, you only brought him in because he could pay and give you money. And by the way, now that that Williams is fast, now you're going to go ahead and get rid of him. How How can you be the top
1: level of a sport and take pay drivers? There's no other sport that does that, right? The top level of baseball, sure. the top level of football, the top level of soccer don't have people paying to be on the team. I agree.
0: No, I I, I, so I agree with you on that. It's, it's just
1: uh, that that to me is what deserves eight.
0: Sure. That, you know, we already know, we we know the corruption and this isn't even necessarily me calling corruption, but we already know that F1 cares about only making money. And that's all, you know, that is what it is. And it's, but it shouldn't be what it is. But, you know, to those who say in particular, because the example that always gets brought up is, you know, Lewis lost a title because Latifi put it into the wall. You know what I mean? (laughs) But I will tell you, which, I mean, circumstance again, circumstance. Yeah. That's more circumstance than not. But I can tell you that the circumstance of that respective crash has been what has been the catalyst to him having his yeah. worst season in F1 this year. Yes. Because good, for me, yep. in the three years that he's been at Williams, I've seen solid progression. I'm not saying levels of yes. Russell, because Russell was he's progressing. Better. Yes. He got better. And then all of a sudden this year, he's I gotten see. worse? Yeah. No, that, that wreck ca- like gave him yeah. – like confidence issues galore. Yes. agreed um and so that's why it pains me to him see, leaving williams in the way that he's going to be leaving but um i just need to get that out there because i hadn't had the opportunity to go ahead and say it in front of an open microphone um but that all being said nick devries to alpha tower good god almighty yuki better freaking put on his big boy pants i'll tell you that right now as if he had already think you will but out. we'll see well, listen, I've, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Yuki Tsunoda is the most overrated driver in F1 currently. Um, Guan Yu Zhou to me is better. And by the way, shout out to Guan Yu Zhou for getting his contract re up at Alpha Romeo. That's dope. Him driving alongside Valtteri Baltas and learning, good for him and good for Alpha Romeo. I wish him the best because I think that's the right move. So right now, Haas and Williams are the only two seats left in Formula One that have open seats. And we've got Mick Schumacher, who could get resigned, but the likelihood of to is that that's not going to happen. Danny Rick exists. Um, Colton Herta exists. Um, Freaking Pato Award just did his his um, um, practice sessions with McLaren in Barcelona this week. I don't think Zach Brown's letting him out of his contract. We no, never know. Um, can, can, do you want to just spit out two names? Man, this is harder than I thought. Right? I, I'm stuck, too. I uh, have no idea.
1: It'd be sweet to see Logan Sargent in a Haas. I doubt, I doubt it, but that'd be cool.
0: It would be, but now that I'm thinking about it, maybe maybe he gets the Williams seat. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he finally gets his Williams shot. That would be interesting. Um, you know, people keep throwing around Nick, Nico Hulkenberg. But yeah, I, I almost said that, but I don't
1: know. It just, well, Drugovich. He had a shot. Drugovich. Uh, he's leading the F2 championship right now. Uh huh.
0: How, is how, he the Israeli guy that technically races under Russia, but he's not racing under Russia? Is that the same guy?
1: Maybe. I don't. I don't okay. remember. Maybe. I, and he is already in somebody's driver academy, but I don't remember. Mm. Who. Or is he already signed up to be an Aston Martin reserve driver next year? I
0: don't know. Oh, think. is that this? No, that was the Brazilian dude. That was a Brazilian dude. Who oh, just so
1: wait, hold on. No, is he signed up to be asked? No, that's because that's along the next year. I can't keep it straight now. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. I don't know. Uh, Danny Rick, if you're listening, which I know you're not, but if you're listening, I don't if think you he's really want to. Yeah. Sucks, if you really want to stay in F1, I think you need to go ahead and choose between Haas and, and Williams. He's not coming. I, I know so. he's not. But if there's anybody that can help Albon better engineer that that Williams, it's Danny Rick. And if Haas wants to go ahead and get way more points in the championship, putting him alongside with Magnussen could be absolute magic. And you could, it would be like Magnussen and um, and Grosjean, but better. No disrespect to Roman Grosjean, because obviously I think this Haas car is getting back to how good the Haas car was originally at the at the beginning of it all. So if they can get that Haas car better engineered to that point, I think we could go ahead and see an even better version of the original Haas duo that everybody remembers, which is Haas and, uh, or Grosjean and, and Magnuson. I think that would be really interesting. It depends on what Gunther Steiner wants. If he wants to go ahead and continue to make boat commercials, that works too. <laughs> um, that all being said, before we move into our interviews that we, that I did at Highline, um, Ronald, we got something to go ahead and tell the people. Yes, indeed we do.
1: Um, Uh, As you may know, if you've been listening to this podcast uh, since the beginning, Jorge and I set out to try and fill out a niche um, that is, we think, maybe not so well covered in the uh, automotive media space, and that is car culture. Um, But also, as you may know, if you've been listening since the beginning, um, given that I work for an OEM, that can make things very tricky because there is Uh, rife with opportunity of conflict of interest right Uh, how do you cover car car culture without covering cars Um, so we have worked very very hard um, to to do that but jorge and i have talked about since the beginning you know if this tormenting tarmac thing works out well and takes off at some point we're going to start getting opportunities that are going to be hard to say no to Um, and at, at some point a conflict of interest is going to show up right and so i uh, you know the promise that i made to jorge was you know i am going to do my best and ride with you for as long as i can until such an opportunity comes up and then we'll cross that bridge when we get there well we have now arrived at that bridge um jorge has been given an opportunity to go review um a very exciting car uh, one that is very much a direct competitor of mine. Um, and it would be a conflict of interest for us as Tormenting Tarmac to review that when my employer directly pays me not to say nice things about the other guys, right? To be clear, they're not they're not paying me and telling me like, hey, you need to go uh, say mean things about anybody, but it's just, they pay me to make their products very good and not the other guys, right? So Jorge and I talked about it and this is a pretty incredible opportunity for him. And I made it clear to Jorge that he has a knack for this, right? I am an engineer. I like making cars. I like technical problems. I like, you know, motorsports and racing and all that. And I like car culture. Um, but I take it or leave it on some media stuff, right? But Jorge is freaking good at this. Um, he has been pestering me for literal a literal decade on car media things. Um, he's good at it, it is his passion. Uh and he came up with this tormenting tarmac podcast idea and asked for me to help. Um, but I think it is now to the point where um he has to take this to the next level and if i stick around i am literally holding him back because he wouldn't be able to take this next step so we made the difficult decision that i'm gonna step aside um that was not taken lightly obviously because i have enjoyed doing this with jorge but as you will hear on a future episode here um he has a pretty cool opportunity that he he's going to do. Um, and I told him he needs to do it. Um, so my request, if you are listening in this audience is like I said, Jorge has an act for this and he has a passion for this more than anybody I've ever met for as far as like this card media stuff. And trust me, I have met literal thousands of people in the industry. Um, I have never met anybody who's got the passion for this type of, car media, car culture, car reviews. Uh, I've never met anybody with this much passion. Um, I haven't. Um, Jorge is good at this. So my request, if you are a a listener here, is keep listening and keep supporting because what he's got going is something special and unique that I don't think any other media has. Um, I'm not going to totally disappear, though. Um, I'll probably be on as a guest here and there um with Jorge and in the in the background I'm going to be supporting him as much as I can no doubt um but I I hope you guys do the same so it's been a wonderful year um it was hard for me to want to do a podcast and I'm glad I did that it it put me out of my comfort zone I learned a lot I got better uh no doubt um Jorge learned a lot Jorge got better and I think he's ready to to take this on. Um it's going to be I'm excited and it's going to be pretty cool to see what he does. Um this next opportunity is cool. I was telling Jorge, you know, he's not going to have these opportunities left right, you know, coming at him real fast right out of the gate here. Maybe a little while till he gets the next one, um but they're going to keep coming. Um I know there's more coming for him. So thank you.
0: Well, thanks Ronnie. I appreciate you, man. Uh, I love you too. I know that's your way of telling me you love me and I appreciate it. Yes, that. I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ron is going to go ahead and be, I would probably see a frequent guest, not, not crazy, crazy frequent, right? Like he has been. Um, and even then, like he hasn't been as frequent as we'd like for him to be, obviously I'd be doing a lot of, um, I guess on, uh, on the ground type yes, stuff boots you know, on the, ground. Boots yeah, on the ground. type. That, anyway. That's
1: something that I told them is like, you know, my current job has me crazy busy, but it's my passion. Sure. Right. And uh, it is not fair to Jorge for uh, him to be doing all this boots on the ground type stuff that I haven't done as much as I initially wanted. Um, and by me stepping aside because of this opportunity will now allow him to do more boots on the ground type things too um and i think it'll be better for our audience too because it's been difficult for us to tiptoe around a lot of uh oem stuff right and now Jorge
0: doesn't have to do that anymore yeah so it's going to open up a lot more uh, opportunities for sure and um but ron's going to still stick around in the sense like him and i still have an episode planned for our formula one review at the end of the year Um, which is basically Max Verstappen dominating all of 2022. Uh, So we'll be definitely going ahead and discussing that at the end of the year. Um, We still have our um, motorsports preview that's going to be going and happening towards the springtime of next year. Ron's still going to join me on that. And there are other things that we basically still haven't finished the story on between him and I that we still want to be able to share on this podcast. The story of where his C, you know, his C3 stingray is Um, the second half of his, of our engineering special that we did with Ron a few months back, which like was gangster. And if you've listened to that, awesome. If you haven't for the love of God, do so. So you can go ahead and understand the greatness that is Ron Morris. I'm not just saying that because he's my best friend. I mean it because the man is a, a, a brilliant dude and If I could only tell you guys the crap that he's up to over at General Motors right now, like it would blow your mind and, but he's killing it. And I'm happy to know that if I can't tell you guys, at least I still know what he's up to and God damn it, am I proud of this mother effort. Um, So that all being said, it's great to, and by the way, I am so sorry, Mrs. Morris. I am so sorry for the language this evening. I will clean it up for next time I promise. Um that all being Oh
1: <laughs> uh, man.
0: <laughs> um that all being said, um yeah, we're we're, we're moving forward. Tormenting Tarmac is still going to keep going and then Ron's just going to be, you know, a homie and probably number 1 fan of the fan club and I appreciate you my brother. Oh yeah. Um, and you know, uh, I'll obviously still be sharing uh, projects of the C C three on tormenting tarmac. I'll be sharing stuff with the C four on tormenting tarmac, and um, once that C four is ready for Champ Car, um, we're absolutely going to be covering that adventure. Heck yes! You know, oh, um, yes. it'll it'll be quite the adventure for your boy. It's you know, Ron's been already around the block a couple different times. Um, this is this is my first, you know, go at it um for for this type of venture and so the opportunity to go ahead and even see if i can if i'm capable of doing such a thing is going to be an adventure in and of itself so once we get there in about 24 months time i know it's a long time but it's going to take ron about 12 to 18 to 12 to perhaps 24 months to go ahead and get that car ready for champ car spec um it was one thing to go ahead and get it daily drivable making it legal for the state of michigan it'll be different to go ahead and make uh, because. actually if i'm not mistaken ron has to do an engine swap and make his car slower which is hilarious <laughs> yes might have to build a
1: roll cage a bunch of safety stuff there's a lot exactly. we'll cover it
0: we'll, we'll cover it when we get there but it's a great opportunity but for now um thanks ronnie i love you brother i appreciate you um as of right now where we are in the episode we're gonna go ahead and hop on over to me at highline interviewing caitlin clink alex scudlow jake woods um and mason pacheco and as well as a couple of other people um and i hope you guys enjoy it and then we'll go ahead and catch you guys at the end of the interview at the end of the interviews to go ahead and sign off so we'll see you in a few what's going on everybody jorge coming at you live here from we're at highline it's uh first saturday of october which is fantastic i got here late because i've got kids um but there's still a variety of different stuff here. And the plan today is to go ahead and interview as many people as I possibly can, um, just randomly. Um, this one's not necessarily that random, but she's been doing so much cool stuff that she's kind of become like a homie to the pod. So, Caitlin, KRC Auto, what's up?
3: Hi, everyone. How's it going?
0: I'm sure they're going to go ahead and say, We're doing great. Thank you. How are you? Pretty <laughs> good. Um, the last time Caitlin was on, She killed it. We talked Car Week with Alex and with uh, Steven uh, a few weeks. But actually, from right now, from when I drop it, it'll probably have been about a month and a half ago, which is super dope. Um, But Caitlin has been killing it so hard in Houston since she's moved over there. It's picked up for her insanely, and I figured I'd just go ahead and take a few minutes of her time for her to go ahead and tell me what she's been up to in Houston. So, dude, first of all, welcome back to AZ. How long are you here for?
3: Just the weekend. It's just a weekend trip, so... Something quick.
0: Something okay. quick. Well, it's cool because you came to the right place. We were finally be, be able to go ahead and meet back up. Yeah. Dude, I've been seeing everything that you've been doing on Instagram over in Houston. How has Houston been treating you so far as we have, was that? Huracan. Huracan and, an, and uh, I think an S6. Yeah. And now we got a CTS, a CTSV. <laughs> a lot of V8s and a lot of V10s. I love it. But um, tell me what you've been up to in Houston. Go ahead because you've been killing it over there.
3: Thank you. Well, I have been currently working on a 20-car project for Driver driver's source of Houston. So we've been shooting all sorts of cars, mostly classics, mostly classic Porsches. One of my favorites, though, was the SLR. That was incredible. Shot a 930 the other day and got some awesome rolling shots. Got some shots of a Black Series and the SLR together. So I got lots of content coming in on that. And that's been a really fun project, really great business, really cool facility that they have. They do storage, sales, and service. And so we're currently shooting the cars that they are adding to their collection that's curated to go up for auction on Bring a Trailer. So we've been getting them some really awesome content and it's been a really fun time. It's been one of those projects that's very tedious but I'm thoroughly enjoying it and Along with that, I had some private clients shooting out some meats, uh, did some rollers after a car meet of some Paganis. That was incredible. So, that was a really fun time getting some rolling shots out the back of my friend's video media van. <clears throat> so, it's been a really good time. It's slowly picking up since I've only lived here a few months. I feel like it took a while to get things going. You know, you're the newbie, you're the new kid on the block, and I'm trying to develop my reputation and portfolio enough that people will want to work with me even though I'm new to the area so that's been it's been more successful now than I was planning on so I'm really grateful for that and I really hope that it continues so M3 so (laughs) it's been a really good time I love the area I've loved the people I've met I feel more at home now and really comfortable compared to when I first moved so it's been a really good time
0: awesome first of all I'm really proud of you because I know how long it took you and I know that you know from experience you were a little i i've been nervous doing this shit i can only imagine how nervous you've been doing the stuff over in the h mm-hmm. um now that you've finally gotten in there now you've finally gotten the vibe and you understand how it is, how it is have you noticed any differentiation between houston car culture compared to phoenix car culture or any anywhere else you've been at
3: oh yeah i'd say it's it's diver- diverse in both places but i would say houston has a much larger scene just because the size of the area so it's been a really good time you, by the way. Nice you as well it's been a really good time getting to experience the different cars there um there's a lot more japanese cars there i've noticed at least compared to scottsdale specifically oh, Scottsdale's really? mostly i feel like it's diverse but it's a lot of exotics and supers houston is a lot of everything yeah. plus plus hypers so it's yeah. the hyper cars i'm just not used to that so that's not really a client base so much as just the enjoyment of it but the area is larger so my commutes and travel times are also so extensive so i'm getting used to that but I really love the car meets there. There's always something. So it's not like you have just that one once a month you're looking forward to. You got some every weekend that will be really big and really enjoyable. Um, takeover scene's worse there, so I'll get oh, into that another day. But, okay. but, um, but it's, been, it's been really good, and I definitely see the differences. But the car scene, you, you got it. Everywhere you go, it's, you, you kind of feel at home. If that's where you really love being, then you're going you're gonna to love it in Houston too.
0: Oh, that's so great to hear. Um, you know, I've gone out to Houston a multitude of times. Um, I've made the drives on the I-10 at about, like, 11 o'clock, 1130 at night. And you realize they, the people are off the freeway for a reason because those roll races are – there. there's legit and then there's Houston. Like, mm-hmm. you know, seeing these guys – they're not even starting at a 60 roll anymore. These guys are starting at 100, 120 roll and then, like, oh, yeah, mobbing guy. down the freeways. And you're yeah, like, how that- is this even possible? Uh-huh. But, like – it's hilarious at the same time um but that all being said it's great to see you thanks for going ahead and like giving me some a few minutes of your time um what are you up to while you're i mean this will probably be no this will be done by the time that you've gone but anything that you're up to over here
3: yeah i so i had a photo shoot thursday evening when i got in okay. friday morning i had a sunrise shoot i had a sunset shoot yesterday with two zero ones oh, nice. this morning i hung out with alex we shot around three um <clears throat> this evening I'm shooting another bike and tomorrow I finally get to sleep in for once right. and then tomorrow evening I'm working with AZ Cycle Parts oh, okay, and we're cool. shooting some things for them over by their shop so nice. Monday morning shooting one of the new BRZs. Yes. So I that'll was be
0: supposed cool. to h- try and help you that's out. That's okay. okay. And Don't and my son do up. not
3: do not worry at all. No, that's all good. But yeah, it's a jam-packed weekend but right. in the best way, so.
0: No, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I can't wait to go ahead and see the fire sets as usual and share them on Tormenting Tarmac, to which is on Instagram, which you can find at Tormentine Tarmac. Um, and then, most importantly, go ahead and check out KRC. Go ahead and check out Caitlyn at krc.auto. Um, oh, and if you're interested in portraits, go check out krc.portraits. Because she makes you, if, if you're a lady and you are <laughs> graduating, she's going to make you look really pretty. Yeah. If you're a dude who's graduating, she's going to make you look really hella handsome. So go ahead and check it out. And uh, actually, go check out, wait, Kate, hold on, let me get this right. Because this one's a new one. Yes, you got my, four my, IGs. Yeah, it's
3: ridiculous.
0: Caitlin. <laughs> Caitlyn dot two ss yeah yeah caitlin
3: dot two ss is my camaro page just for my camaro so yeah
0: for hooliganisms with uh, (laughs) a 2021 camaro which by the way i'm curious to know how good ish has been your fuel economy now that you're having to go ahead and make it across
3: bad i'm filling up my tank all the time so and i i try not to constantly give it gas and keep those rpms high but it's it's tough to avoid Everybody's speeding out there, but it's it's okay. It is it is what it is. That's Houston.
0: I feel like Houston's like speed limit is actually like ten fifteen above what the actual speed limit is, so yeah. that's perfectly fine. But Caitlin, thanks for thanks for doing this. Thanks for being the first one of the day. Yeah. I'm gonna try and see if there's anybody who's willing to go ahead and hop on the te- on the uh, on the telly, if yeah. you will, because this is literally my microphone for the day, and uh, see if they're willing to go ahead and talk to a random dude wearing a Super Mario shirt. So thanks yes, again, dude. Definitely. I appreciate it.
3: Of course. Thanks for having me on again.
0: All right. Deuces. All right, and we're back um found jake woods my boy uh jw photography on instagram what's up my dude
2: you know going to carson coffee again um Having fun out at the show. It's finally cooling down, which is nice. Agreed. Uh, but yeah, had a really good show today. So, yeah. Nice.
0: Um, so, I literally, I was telling Caitlin uh, earlier that I uh, got here a little bit later than I wanted to. Uh, my sons needed some help, and that's was fine. Um, but what I do like about it is this is so much of a different vibe than the last time I came, which was in July. Um, is it? Do you think it has to do with the fact that, you know, there are other meets around and it allows for other type of, like, Cars uh, to be here? Or what do you think it is?
2: I mean, it does. Like, I mean, everyone that knows me knows I love my Porsches. Like, I wish I could also be at Porsche Week at 4 till 4. But Mm -hmm. I think, at least this week, it's just because it's October. It's starting to cool down. So all the people are bringing out the the crazy cars, such as, like, you know, the Regera that showed up, Mm -hmm. three Senna's, a Bug, like, you know. Yeah. I think that the weather definitely – uh, as a factor in it, and just yeah, I mean it's Gaza, so there's lots of shows no matter what. Right. So, gotcha. yeah.
0: so um, I want to go ahead and talk about your little a little bit about your photography. You were kind enough to go ahead and have me help you out last week. Um, by the way, thanks for the reel because it's like popping off on my Instagram now. T- to be fair, it's a lot of you know peeps from from the du- from from the Middle East, which is perfectly fine, yeah. but it's popping off regardless. So thank you for that one. Um, what got you into car photography? How long have you been doing it, and what's your favorite part about it?
2: Okay, so what got me into it? Um, Back before I was taking pictures, I wanted to get, like, some portraits for when I was in high school. And I was going to try and hire someone from school to do it, and they just didn't show up, which didn't make me too happy, I'll be honest. Um, So I went out and started taking pictures myself. Then I got into it more, and I started doing, like, uh, urban shots and, like, landscape shots up in Washington. Um, Then it came around to college, and I, my parents weren't going to give me any spending money, so I had to figure out how to make money with it. I was going to do portraits back when I was supposed to go to the California Baptist, but uh, that didn't end up working out because of COVID. But, um, so I ended up transferring to GCU, and I just jumped into car photography. Um, I did a little bit in Washington, but mainly up here. And ever since, it's just kind of grown into what it is. Nice. So, yeah, that's how I got into it.
0: your editing style is one of my favorites that i see on my instagram page and i'm not just saying that because you're the homie like i'm saying that because i really liked it and then we became homies so i i feel like i can vouch for that statement um my question to you is um the car scene how it is right now do you like it and what do you think you could go ahead and do better and what do you feel that you as a photographer and as an enthusiast bring to it
2: so that's I'll speak on that last part real quick. Uh, Photographer and enthusiast. Yeah, as much as, like, I am a photographer walking around with a camera, like, I'm a car guy. Like, I'll go and talk about any car you want all day long, you know. Um, In terms of, like, where the car scene is right now, I think it is in a pretty good spot. It's better than what a lot of people try and say. Like, a lot of people are like, oh, it's super toxic or like different stuff. Which, maybe if broken down on an individual level for those that like drama, sure.
0: Now is that a Phoenix thing, or do you think that's a whole like American car enthusiast that's thing?
2: Everywhere, okay. That's everywhere. I mean, it's just it's just people being people. But in general, I think it's in a pretty good spot. And I think that true enthusiasts, the the biggest problem that people are having right now, let's be honest, is the takeovers. Let, <laughs> let's let's be honest. That's the
0: second time that's been brought up without even meaning to be brought up. Yeah,
2: it's those that are actually car enthusiasts. Yeah, we don't care for it. Right. No one goes out of the way to go to them. Everyone, will, if asked about it, openly speaks against them, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but there's, there's some people that just want to go drift their cars and people that want to break the law right. and then car enthusiasts. Like, I mean, with me and some of my clients, we'll go out and drift, but we're doing it on private property in safe conditions. Sure. We're not taking over intersections, you know. So, you know, there's there's times and places to do it. Obviously, the best places is the track, but... I
0: hear you. Yeah, cool, man. Well, um, is there anything in particular from today's show that's really gotten and caught your eye? You don't have to necessarily mention a car, but you can go ahead and mention that you know, wh- whatever you want.
2: Um, I mean, just it's costly, so obviously there's gonna be crazy stuff that always comes out. Um, but like right now, it's still crowded around. I'm not gonna go and try and get any pictures yet. but yeah. the, the Conan Ziegler Garage just showed up. It's in the beautiful exposed carbon with gold detailing um but you know they just sent mclaren senna down to the side because they didn't have room you know there's three sennas a bug yeah it was right well it's a good show okay. among, among many other things
0: i hear you I've, you know this is my second time at highline and i'm not gonna lie to you dude i enjoyed it the first time and i really enjoyed it once more um would you say that this is probably like the best car show that we have available to us here in the scottsdale area
2: Depends on what your taste is. If you're looking for pure volume, obviously yes. Yeah. Um, I like 4-4 four four a sure. lot just because it's a lot – like you can hear the background music Yeah. here at Highline as opposed to 4 till, It's an actual coffee shop. It's a really chill environment, Yeah. which it's a true Carson coffee, mm-hmm. you know, which I really enjoy. And obviously as a photographer, it's a beautiful spot too. Absolutely. Um, it's close to Old Town Scottsdale, so it kind of really gives you that vibe. Yep. Yeah. So – it depends on what you're wanting but yeah in general Highline's going to be the best okay
0: awesome well i've enjoyed it and it's great to see you jake thanks for taking your time dog anything you want to go ahead and and say to the people
2: i mean i don't know just got a bunch of cool sets coming gotta keep talking to people and keep getting more shoots so nice um go follow um
0: jake's instagram page jw underscore photography right car photos. Car, excuse me jw underscore car photos that's my bad um i i messed that up earlier i'm so sorry but go ahead and check it out his edits are seriously fire um and he's a really good dude a really great car enthusiast and it's great to see him. my dude all right all right we are right next to the music booth. yeah we'll mo- all right there we go now now this is probably a lot better so i found alex scudlow the homie automotive alex on instagram she is One of my favorite photographers in the game, that's, I'm not just joking, I actually mean that, but what's up dude, how's it going? Good, hi, how are you? You Doing excellent, (laughs) doing excellent, so again, I've been interviewing a couple of people, I had Caitlin on earlier, Uh, I met up with Jake, he was kind enough to go ahead and hop on for a few minutes, um, and I found you, Um, and first of all, you are killing it, as always, I tell you that every single time. However. Um, I wanted to go ahead and talk to you a little bit more about the stuff that you're doing now since you've purchased your F80 M3, which we talked about last time you were on. So can you kind of give us a little bit of a vibe of what you're up to?
4: Well, I've changed a couple things. I, let's see, the biggest difference is I got wheels. So I got a sponsorship through uh, Vivid Racing. So I've been working with them and I'm now a Vivid affiliate. So So, I was able to get some awesome VR Forge, Monoblock. I mean, they're beautiful wheels on my car. So that was really cool. And then, Yeah, so my fitment's like absolutely perfect now. And I got one up to 20s, which helps flush out um, a little bit of the wheel gap. I still want to drop the front, I think, by maybe half an inch just to make it like perfect. But yeah, so that's been the plan so
0: far. Awesome. Uh, It's been great to see it. Um, I think the last time you were on the pod, did we mention that you wrapped it the yellow? I think we did.
4: I think so, but yeah, it's... Rack yellow yeah i just actually a couple days ago uh put the first half of a lip on it oh, okay. The second half is going to be coming soon ish i'm going to be doing a little something special that's going to be kind of a surprise with that nice and I also i'm going to probably get it installed i'm going to be ppfing um of the car next month so okay
0: that's excellent okay just my own thoughts personally i think that you've got the perfect stance right now i'm not sure if you need to lower it but i'll respect it if you do
4: I just want to drop the front because I think in the back right now the fitment's absolutely perfect but when you look from the back to the front there's a big difference and I think like just half an inch a quarter of an inch just a little lower in the front will just make it look even with the back and just flush it out perfectly.
0: Gotcha. You want to make sure that it's not looking like it's got a Brazilian butt lift essentially. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) All right so real quick let's go ahead and talk about the vivid sponsorship real quickly cuz congratulations on that. I think that's really really big. Um I know of a couple of other peeps that we know um as well that have been able to go ahead and procure sponsorships like that. So that's it, it's great that you guys locally are being able to procure such things. As, uh, uh, such things as that. Can you kind of like give us a little bit of a background of how that came to be?
4: Um, the- out to me, and that was, you know, about it. He offered me the sponsorship. I said, hell yeah! I mean, I looked at the wheels, and I found a beautiful set of wheels from their VR Forge line. And I mean, it's lightweight, it's forged wheel, it's monoblock. Like, you can't really ask for more unless you're like going three-piece. But yeah. I mean, for a monoblock, I mean, I absolutely love it. I think it looks so good on the car. The design's absolutely phenomenal. I really,
0: I really dig it. Um, <laughs> they're revving. I thought they said that they we're not allowed to rev.
4: But one of the best parts that I like about the wheels is it's not like a one-size-fits-all kind of wheel. Like, the wheels are designed for specific cars. Hmm. So, like, with the offset, everything. So, like, the set I have is specifically designed for the F80 and F82. So, because of that, the offsets is specifically designed to give you that perfect flush fitment.
0: Okay. Um, did you get did you get it set up before you sold the GTI, or was this something that you were planning on doing, like, even if you still had the GTI right now?
4: Um, if I'm allowed to ask
0: that, if you don't feel comfortable with that uh, that question, I. You're all good. Okay.
4: So I didn't really have any plans when I sold the GTI. I just <laughs> found a good deal on an F eighty and was like, I want this. So yeah. I sold the GTI, bought the F eighty, and then since then, everything's just kind of come into precision. I mean, I've been reaching out. Like, it's been a lot on like my part of reaching out to all these companies, and then some of the companies like Vivid reach out to me, and it's like, yeah. oh, amazing! Like
0: that's awesome well and i there's a youtube video right now that's on vivid racing's uh youtube channel um that features alex getting her wheels for the first time seeing them really for the first time right um and whatnot and then doing the install and then doing a shoot the following day i watched the whole thing i, w- I told you i messaged you i was smiling from ear to ear and so congratulations on that go check that video out um because First of all, go support Vivid Racing. They're a local, they're a local shop here in, in, in Scottsdale, the Phoenix metro area. And go support Alex because she's one of the best photographers that we have. Um, and uh, how are you enjoying Highline so far? Good.
4: Oh, and if you buy from Vivid Racing, use my
0: affiliate link. <laughs> oh, yes. Get that percentage off, baby. Get that percentage off. I made the mistake of getting here at like 845, so I feel like everything is starting to die down. But thanks for hanging out. Thanks for going and hopping on for a few minutes. I'm going to see if anybody else wants to go ahead and do it. I asked a couple people. They said yes. Some other people were like, I want to get breakfast. And I was like, fine. Go fill up your tummy. But you were so cr- kind and gracious enough to go ahead and hop on. It's good to see you, dude. All right. And we're going to get out of the way because we got a Tycon moving alongside us. So, anyways, catch you soon. And we're back. Um, we got two first time, another f- two first timers. We just had Jake earlier. First time, I'm going to go ahead and move it a little bit over this way just because the Highline DJ is getting his groove on and I want to be able to go ahead and have the people hear you guys. But um, I am hanging out with Derek who just recently moved to Arizona and then my good friend Emily who's actually a fantastic uh, car model and just overall model here in, the great, uh, in our great city and also killing it in, up in Minnesota. Um, but Derek, first of all, You literally been here for nine days dude how you doing how you enjoying arizona so far
5: dude i'm at highline cars of coffee and i'm like jaw dropped like minnesota sucks this place is crazy (laughs) i expected it to be cool i did not think it was going to be nearly this cool sure nearly this cool
0: well i think what's been really interesting in the last time that i met up with emily when we were here at highline back in july it was cool like really dope it was four but it was fourth of july weekend and i felt like a lot of people had left for the for the weekend and whatnot It was also too hot. Well, it was actually kind of humid that day, so it was like overcast, but it was humid. But what I also felt was it was like very super car exotic heavy. Today, it's been a completely different story. All
5: over. All over. Dude, I... Why are we seeing, why am I seeing sex and Bugattis like all over? This three is weird. Senna's? I saw yeah. three Senna's in one day. I've seen one before in my entire life and I attend every car show. This yeah. is just, no, it's it's insane across the board. I wouldn't mind some more Euro personally, but that's, that's sure. okay. That's okay.
0: You missed going that way. There was a, uh, a dope really nicely like mint green 356 speedster down there. There was like a, also like a baby mini down there too, like old school. Yeah. Okay. And then over here, I think I may have seen a 9.6. I was either there, a nine thirty or nine six four turbo. So you had long. it's so it's so long, right? Yeah. Yeah. But um, real quick, we'll come back to you because you told me what car you had, yep. and I really want to talk to you about that. But I want to also talk to Emily. Emily, first of all, you've been really supportive of our podcast, and I want to thank you publicly. And I appreciate you because I know you're good friends with both Alex and Caitlin. <laughs> but um, you, what I want people to understand and know is that you are also an enormous car enthusiast um corvette enthusiasts if i'm if i'm not mistaken but um you know you're enjoying yourself here what do you think about this so far
6: um i have yet to miss a highland since i moved here and they have not disappointed me okay yeah i do i've met a couple of corvette enthusiasts also that i can bond with so that's always nice to see them come out
0: so it's funny you say that there was definitely a couple of corvettes that were actually really nice and it wasn't just your typical c7 c8s there was i think a c1 there was a c1 that was like a resto mod yeah. a red one which looked very very cool and then you had this lineup coming down here right next to the lucid booth there was some i mean they're not corvettes right but there was like a 67 camaro a 68 camaro then there was that long lincoln I town not car my
6: favorite corvette though which it's a jetstream blue z06 and ah. it's got headers cams intake and a supercharger okay. which is the exact build i would dream
0: of okay, but it repair.
6: was here at the last Highland. that I one was the non supercar
0: that made my jaw drop? It's it's the you know Corvettes are dope. You know my co host owns two Corvettes now. I don't think I've told you that he got a C4 recently that he's building into a Champ car build. Yep. And then it, now that he's done with that, well he's made it daily drivable. He's now putting his time back into a C3 and continuing and finishing up his resto mod build. Now? Yes. Um, but I want to go ahead and talk to you about hot import nights if that's okay. Yeah. So you did that up in Minnesota. You were highly featured. Congratulations on that. How was that? Thank
6: you. Uh, it was a fun event. I was very happy. Uh, there were a lot of lovely models there. Uh, I was very grateful to have all of my friends join with me, uh, as well as my Twin Cities and Port Babe group of girls. Cool. So that made the event a lot more fun, knowing being able to see all my friends and family.
0: That's awesome. Um, you know, My co-host being in Michigan, we do our best to go ahead and try not to just show love to the Phoenix car community, but also anywhere and anywhere that other people represent so we do our best to show love to michigan and now let's go ahead and take the time to go ahead and social show some love to minneapolis and to the twin cities and st paul and all that good stuff and, that, and just the entire state because i feel like you know there's i mean some you did some, yeah, there's some hidden gems yeah. like what is exactly the car culture up in minnesota if you don't mind me asking Derek.
5: Uh, very heavy on 3 Series BMWs. <laughs> <laughs> S-Line Audis. No, okay. I'm, I'm playing. We, we we host Nth Moto. Nth Moto is located in Minnesota. And I like to reference that to people Mopar. not around. Yeah, Minneapolis Mopar is pretty crazy. The, the Mopar scene is pretty intense. We've got some gnarly Vipers up there okay. uh, being with Nth Moto around. Uh, Kratos, the world record holding Viper, is right down the road from where I used to live. Oh, very so cool. so that well, exists. That yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, there's some cool cars. The culture around Brainerd, our, our racetrack up there is fantastic, oh, yeah. Yeah, up on you that guys racetrack. Excellent racetrack. Yeah, it's a three-hour
6: drive, but it's worth, it's worth it. it. Yes, yeah. yes.
5: I, I have a cabin on the racetrack, right on the back. I don't even know if you knew that, right on the back uh, on side of the quarter like. mile. Yeah, right Five on. Five minutes I'm, out yeah. of it. Yep. Yep. I love Brainerd. I love the culture up there. A uh, lot of cool cars. We have power crews, fun events, etc. But it's awesome. Um, no, it's completely different than this. There's not exotics. There sure. is not. There's very far there in between. Is,
6: but they are all garage kept. Sadly. Yes.
5: Yes. I mean, the w- never, I w-
6: half of them never see the light of day. Yeah. I've seen the F40 three times. In the three years i've
0: been in the car community hey i mean if somebody's got an f40 up in the minnesota area like respect respect but also it's incredible it's it can be horrid weather up there like i'm sure it's weird september or excuse me october the first
6: at least we don't have hurricanes oh
0: i'm not mad at it by the way shout out to to the people in florida you know i don't know if anybody from florida listens to this hopefully they do Oh, yeah. I Trust me. I saw some of those photos that went viral. I'm from Puerto Rico. My, my, my peeps got hit by Fiona right before Ian hit in Florida. So respect. You know, people don't realize, but Puerto Rico's car culture is also, like, crazy it's dope. it's, 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 it's down there. It, i mean i did it for a few years and you're absolutely right um I was born but in yeah exactly you know people people roll around in suzuki samurais with the rotary rangers really? making like 600 700 horsepower like geez they're fucking getting those wheelies up like crazy yeah. excuse me i cursed <laughs> on my own podcast my bad uh, but real quick um you talked about you you have a, a nice little car go ahead and tell us about yes. it uh so i have a
5: 2015 audi rs5 in bespoke Nagaro Blue. Um,
0: one of the best colors. One of the best colors. The, I Love feel like it. that is the personally, color for that personally. respective brand.
5: Yes, yeah. personally, yeah. Nagaro Blue or Nardo. Nardo is becoming to become played out. Don't worry, I'm wrapping a car in Nardo shortly, so I can't even talk to It's it. growing swear, on you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I have it's to. It's a great it. color. There's a it's reason fantastic. why it is popping off for yes, sure. Yes, it's fantastic. Um, so, my car was built by M2 Motor Technic in Rhode Island. Okay. We have twin 65 millimeter turbos, 33 pounds of boost, roll cage, E85, etc, fully built block and the big tune is 1300 wheel. I'm going to be driving around Phoenix until it cools down. I'm going to bring it down to 800. There's
0: a Aventador SV right next to us who we just went ahead and turned it up on a cold start. That's a gnarly cold start. That's gnarly. Yeah. You said that that was his wife's car? Yeah, she's
6: a part of Leadfoot
0: Ladies. Ah, respect, Yeah. respect, that's awesome. Um, now, I want to go ahead and ask you a question because you mentioned something to me before we started recording. You said that that was a manual swap, swap RS5? Yeah, yeah. the SV interrupted the best part of the RS5. To the best <laughs> of my knowledge, and
5: anybody on this podcast and anybody here, I'll give you a dollar if you can prove me wrong. To the best of my knowledge, I'm the only manual RS5 on the planet. I have tried extensively because I don't want to lose that bet to find sure. another one,
0: but I physically cannot. So,
6: be good it, on the track, though.
0: Yeah? Yeah. Now, here's my question to you because... Um, For the people that are listening, because they're going to be like, oh, well, there's RS5 manuals, but this is also a B7 or B8? B8 and a half. B8 and a half. Yeah, RS5 was released on the B8. Got it. Yes. Gotcha. Which that car is actually starting to pop off a little bit. I've always loved the mid-2000s four-door German saloons. Uh, They've always held a nice, special place in my heart. But that is an incredible car, man, and congratulations! I can't wait to see it. Do you have it here today or not? I do not. I actually a nine-cent relay switch
5: has her down for a few days. I'm waiting (laughs) a nine-cent relay switch for my intercooler fans. Okay, no intercooler
0: fans, Arizona heat, and a thousand horsepower. It's not going well. Exactly. Well, I'll tell you what, man. Holy shit, that is loud. But it's beautiful. It's it's a you know again, that's why you come to Highline because of situation. Different
6: for Lamborghini. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But that's why you come to Highline. Is go ahead and check out these bad boys like this. Montana Blades, pay your taxes, bro. I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, that all being said, um, real quick, what are you up to next? I
6: will actually be at Exotic at the Point uh, down in Florida in November.
0: Awesome. Hosting. Oh, look at you hosting stuff now. That's awesome, dude. Congratulations. You know what? If maybe these places would go ahead and pay her a little bit more money, she could finally buy in her Corvette and actually enjoy it and be able to be ripping around our beautiful city and our beautiful state, guys. I just want to go ahead and say thanks for being on i'll let this sv start to roll out because it's very loud oh wait maybe now they can start to hear me hopefully we didn't lose all audio on this cold start here yeah but um derek i hope you enjoy arizona welcome Um, i think you have a fantastic host and emily to go ahead and help you out really understand what the arizona car culture is all about can that thing handle any twisties, or is it just basically a straight line? Oh no, no, no.
5: She, she, we got to go play on the track some more. It, sure. it, uh, Suspension-wise, everything we could possibly do to make it as trackable as possible. Right. Uh, 285 r triple around. She holds, um, but it is a manual, and it has major turbo lag. It is designed, sure. it is tuned, it is fueled, it is built to drive OEM, because I daily drive it everywhere. It is to the gym, it is to the grocery store, so... When we do go on track, we will turn it up. We will go play on the Kill Tune and and see if we can fix that lag. And I do have nitrous. We have a seventy-five shot of nitrous per gear to fix that turbo <laughs> leg. That's incredible. Uh, so
0: whenever the first track wow. day does come up, yeah, okay. we'll go turn the nitrous bottle on and see what you can do around some curves. Dude, that sounds like an incredible piece of machinery that I would like to go ahead and see at this some fun. point. She so please be be let done me, Monday, me know. Monday, Tuesday, she should be Monday done Tuesday. shortly. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll definitely be giving you a follow on Instagram because literally we uh, just yeah. Yeah, yeah, Instagram. We're gonna. Uh, I literally just met him like six minutes ago or however long we've been now talking and whatnot. Like so um, thank you very much for introducing to me to this All young right. man. Um, can I also add that we got some other wonderful roads if you want to go ahead and explore it like legally of course yes. but actually still have fun spirited, um, spirited driving because yes. that's wow that really echoed there that's spirited really driving um, that you can really enjoy I might suggest taking the 60 going eastbound towards globe and then getting out of that, that they, th- those those uh, how do I put this they're not straights but they're definitely like nice soft curves yeah oh
5: they'll have some
0: fun oh yeah. you will have a great time and yeah. you'll be able to go ahead and hit a nice speed where you know, you're still shifting through the gears and whatnot, and uh, yeah, and Midas a Jet also Southern Arizona. Still in Arizona,
5: absolutely, yeah. I have an interestingly large following on the, on the car page itself in Arizona. As soon as I posted the car was coming here, I have 30 or 40 relatively loyal followers that have been engaging me like crazy. That's so With cool. screenshots and dropping pins and sending me everything everywhere I need to go, nice. all this stuff. I got 40 d. I moved here nine days ago. I got 40 DMs to be at this car show. And I'm like, all right, cool. We're tapped in in Arizona already. We're all here.
0: right, cool. So well, yeah, Obviously, see me obviously we know that Derek is doing something right, and we knew that Emily's doing something right. Um, Emily, before we go, you're doing this. The, the thing in Florida, anything else?
6: Um, one of our friends in Minnesota did also just launch a new plat, uh, car enthusiast platform okay. app. It is called car Okay. If you want to download it, give it a follow. Um, it's, you can create a profile, have your whole garage, your cars, your build, and you can connect with other enthusiasts. It'll also show you enthusiasts in your area and around the globe. And it's a very good app to check out if you like
5: cars. Awesome. It that is I will definitely. fantastic. fantastic. Yep. It is awesome. Carmine and is cool.
6: unlike Instagram, it lets you upload high quality pictures. <laughs> for for the what photographers what out there, there's no, there's it
0: no is reduction. worth it. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Um, Derek, where can they follow you on social media? So Instagram's primary. I'm still
5: working on TikTok. Let me be old ish and, and hate TikTok still. RS5.tt on Instagram. Okay. We're trying to blow the car up. Uh, to the best, like I said, to the best of my knowledge, she's very one of one. And, and I want to be a bit of a, uh, a caterer to the community of the B8 and a half okay
0: oh, is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god that was great and emily before we we let you go wh- where can they follow you on instagram uh
6: instagram and tiktok are both emily i98
0: go check them out guys thank you so much for your time absolute pleasure to meet you absolutely great to see you and then we'll go ahead and see if we can find anybody else who wants to go ahead and talk to this mofo all right see you All right, and this is probably going to be the last interview of the day, but I'm hanging out with Mason Pacheco. Uh, Mason is a videographer slash photographer. Um, He is a contractor, and... uh, the last couple of times that I've been out to Highline, he's been here. Last met the last time I was here in July. Uh, super cool, cool dude. I love your work that you're doing on on IG for sure. And uh, well, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it.
7: Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you having me on for this. Absolutely.
0: So I got a, you know, I, you know, how did you basically, you know, get in touch to be one of the contracted videographers? slash, I guess more, let's say more social social media managers for for the show? How would you, how would you, how would you say that? what you do is here at highline for these car shows
7: so essentially all i do is i'm just the videographer slash uh kind of photographer for these shows i don't even run social media i don't do anything i've been doing this with them uh second show since they started so i didn't i wasn't there the first time they did it but i was okay. there second and then on wow so i've been i've been with them for a minute i do a lot of i do some of their other stuff too so some photography here some uh videography there but i've been doing a lot with them cool super great people to meet up with um i actually started with them because i reached out to them on instagram oh nice so uh just happened to be the cards were i had the right hands on the card and i was just or right cards in the hand um and it was just Everything worked out the way it should have. I guess um, I uh, I reached out. I made I moved to Scottsdale. As soon as I moved to Scottsdale, I was just looking for connections, connections, connections. Yeah. Went to uh, car show Scuderia. I don't know if they still run it, but uh, Scuderia
0: Southwest. Scuderia. Yeah. Yeah. Cool.
7: So I uh, met up with them, uh, or I didn't meet up with them. I went to the show, recorded a quick little video, sent it out to Highline, and then ever since then they liked my work and wanted to keep working. My
0: dude, what's up, man? We're recording. You can hop on whenever you want to, man. It's all good. Actually, one of the homies from ITR who I've been trying to get on the podcast for forever and a fucking day is finally here. Um, I'll see if I can go ahead and snag him. But I apologize to interrupt there, if Mason. It's just these guys are so freaking busy. You never get a chance to talk to them, man. Uh,
7: trust me. I know. I'm always I'm always trying to work it. I'm always trying to hang out with them, too. Oh, good. Uh, I... They're not that. They're pretty good.
0: They're, they, they they do good stuff. But you, you've you been obviously doing it, and he almost falls over right over here. But we're, we're not going to go ahead and call that out or anything. I'm just kidding. But, you know, you work with Scooty Rio Southwest. You said that you went ahead and made a small video for them, and that's basically how that, you know, did it make the rounds and people were able to go ahead and see your oh, work? I did, or
7: I didn't work with them. Oh, you did I, I, oh, okay. I just went there as a spectator, and I just made a video for myself to put on my page, okay. get content, um, and just have something for somewhat of a portfolio to show what I can kind of do. Um, and this was in the beginning of my career. So by, sure. by any means, it was not that great. I gotcha. <laughs> so
0: we, 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 you know, you talk about your career and whatnot, and you, you know, you are, you, you do a lot of videography and whatnot. Um, let, let's go, let's go into that for a second. Um, what exactly was the thing that you had to do in school in order to be able to go ahead and get to where you are today and what kind of like switches and changes you've had to make along the way in order to go ahead and be what you do right now?
7: oh i'm a college dropout (laughs) (laughs) i i dropped i dropped out first semester of my freshman year okay cool so i wasn't a bad student by any means i just didn't have any purpose to be there Mm -hmm. Uh, i thought i did i just didn't know what i wanted to do i just figured i might as well figure it out before i spent all this money on it of course uh dropped out uh went through a little rough batch uh lived with my girlfriend at the time her her and her parents which was a bad move but uh we, uh, I ended up finding a YouTube video of a videographer traveling Okay. and I was like, this dude gets paid for this. I was like, this is awesome. So I ended up, uh, I ended up figuring out everything I can do. Cause when I get, when I want to do something, I put my all into it, which I feel like you kind of have to for a lot of things, I agree. uh, put my all into it and, uh, and, uh, figured out everything that I needed to do. I ended up doing everything that I could do on YouTube. Uh, I practiced as much as I could and then uh, I bought a course and um, ended up just going from there learning from that course Uh, got my first client through a friend so I got a little network kind of got a friend and they're still a long time client of mine now too so um, and then from then on honestly the hustle the drive and constantly trying to improve has gotten me to where I am and like I said by all means I am not a top of the line videographer I'm I do all right work mm-hmm. um but uh but I just I just hustle and I'm still improving I'm still constantly going I'm only 2 years in so yeah. it's uh it's been, I've been very fortunate to be where I am Well you know? I mean
0: I- I'm going to go ahead and definitely plug your work because I I we met back in July and I started following you then and I was like you know you you say that you're very humble first of all and i can je- genuinely appreciate that but you know I, i've seen what you've done and seen some of your work and it's not just car related a lot of it is also sports related if i'm not mistaken right
7: i do a lot i yeah. do i do cars i do sports i do events and i do real estate yeah so i do anything and everything i haven't done weddings but i do anything and everything that i can that's what keeps the business running that's what keeps the, the bills paid that's what yeah. keeps me afloat and keeps me interested too because i get bored of things really quick So to have that kind of multiple genres that I can bounce between, it keeps me always intrigued in what I'm doing. I got you. Um, We'll end
0: on this. Uh, You know, you you, you obviously you're here at a car show. You you, you work with them as a videographer. Are you like an actual car enthusiast?
7: What's funny is I I liked cars, but I didn't know anything about them. And I'm not going to front on you. I still don't know a lot about them. Neither do I, dog. I yeah. know more than I did two years ago, sure. but when I when I first moved to Scottsdale, I was on North Scottsdale Road, and I was like, that's a Lamborghini that I just drove by, because I come from a small town up north in okay. Arizona, and it's... Shout out to Northern Arizona. Northern Arizona. Um, small town, uh, best car you would get would be a Tesla. So <laughs> it was like, uh, it, was, it was surreal to see a Lamborghini, a Ferrari, just driving right down the road. Yeah. So I was like, I want to try to shoot cars and uh, learn a little bit more about them, so... Throughout these past two years, I've been learning more and more and more. Definitely models. Definitely like, uh, like some interior stuff, like on the inner makings of a car. But it's been, it's been fun, and it's just made me love cars more and more. Yeah. So. Um,
0: when I started this podcast a uh, year that's been a year now since we started recording it But since the actual episode started dropping it was it's been january, but still we've been making it happen as best as we can Um, you know i've been a car enthusiast since I was like 11 or 12 years old You know the, the car that made me fall in love with cars was a lamborghini murcielago and a buster rhymes video I always tell people that people don't believe me, but i'm like, yeah It was that and then the fast and the furious those two things together. That's how I am today um But the funny thing is i'm not an engineer in any way shape or form i'm not a i'm like i am absolutely not a mechanic my mother-in-law will ask me things and i'll be like i don't know and she'll be like but you're into cars and i'm like i'm into cars i'm not a mechanic like you know what i mean and and people don't seem to, to necessarily always understand that there is a difference there um but it's what is so wonderful is that things like this car events Uh, shows, um, doing videography and photography on the side, evolving that, really sucks you in, and that's the greatness and beauty of car culture as a whole because, you know, you you didn't know that much about cars. Two years in, you're killing it over here with Highline and, you know, doing your thing, so.
7: Appreciate that, yeah. 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 No, it's, uh, like I said, I've been very fortunate to be where I'm at today. Uh, Very lucky. Um, Luck luck is always... uh, a lot of um, making sure that you have the skill to meet the opportunity. So um, it's been it's been very I've been very, very blessed. Awesome. I,
0: I, that's a nice quote, by the way. I'm going to go ahead and actually have to ask you that when we end this, because I'm going to go ahead and have to add that into my uh, vocabulary. Oh, OK, cool. So, well, we'll go ahead and start wrapping it up here. But Mason, uh, where, can the, where can the people go ahead and check you out on Instagram uh, if you do have, which I know you do, but go ahead.
7: Um, it's going to be at MP underscore visuals 2020. Uh, horrible name, but that's the only one I can get. <laughs> um, but it uh, was
0: 2020 because of the year when you started. It was yes. 2020 because of 2020 vision.
7: When I started. Oh, okay. When I started. Cool. No, 2020 you, you, vision. I'm not that smart to think of that because <laughs> you could get away with both. No, you could. You could. No. When I started. When I started, uh, I was trying to get MP visuals. Someone took it. Yeah. Did everything that I could and now my name is related to that and i can't change it now okay it is what it is hey
0: man sometimes things stick so hopefully tormenting tarmac sticks to people too but mason thanks for your time brother i really appreciate it It was great to see you again we'll go ahead and uh maybe next time we can go ahead and do a full-fledged uh 45 you know hour interview where we can go ahead and talk about more about how you've you know come into it your things your likes your dislikes about car culture we can make something like that happen soon but for now i appreciate you taking the time and hanging out with me brother all right we'll talk soon Alrighty, guys, and we're back. I hope you guys were able to go ahead and enjoy those interviews. Um, it was a lot of fun making them. Um, literally, I was in the midst of Highline. Cars were going off like crazy. Um, had V8s revving around me. Had V12s turning off from, from a cold start like crazy um, and whatnot. It, it was uh, it was good stuff. Great weather. Um, it was still a little sticky that day, Ronnie. It was still like you know, mid nineties at around 10 o'clock on a Saturday morning, but uh, it's starting to cool down over here. Not quite Michigan, you know, a crispy 42 degrees or wherever, whatever it's dropped down to now. Yeah. But uh, it was still a nice, nice vibe. And. uh, Cool stories. And
1: I guess this is, I don't want to say, this is my point. Jorge is good at this stuff. He's just walking up to people at Highline and asking them questions. And like, I'll be honest, I don't have the guts to do that. And Jorge makes
0: it natural. He has I a way to grab my pants on several occasions. Uh, i did get denied a couple times, he which is totally fine. Of, by like, the way,
1: making you feel like he's been your friend forever. He's, he's good at this.
0: <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I I appreciate that. Um, yeah. The and the and the, and the four people, you know, because at least with Caitlin and with Alex, I had already reached out to them prior. I'm like, hey, listen, I'm doing this. Um, help me, so you can go ahead and introduce me and tell people that I'm not a crazy person. and they did um so that was really really nice and uh they're always they're they're always awesome they've 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 repped us on so many different occasions and like i said there are two usual suspects that usually happen to pop on this podcast um by the way we have a lot more coming on tormenting tarmac uh in the next few weeks in the next few months a lot um we're going to be talking low rider car culture in a little bit ronnie uh all right that one's for you man that's right the little skinny white boy likes his low riders all right (laughs) you should what would i could definitely you know what you should go ahead and tell your dad to go ahead and let you make the cut listen to a low rider no i have
1: (laughs) other plans for that car okay a few years ago quick little story a few years ago i asked him if he wanted to sell it to me and i wanted to make it into a twin turbo ls drag car uh and Understandably, he told me no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he remembers this, but Mrs. I don't know, Miss probably five or six years ago.
0: Yeah.
1: Um so was this
0: pre-purchase of the stingray or after? I
1: I don't I don't remember. I think okay. it was pre okay. either way, it wouldn't matter, but uh yeah. Uh anyway, but should I inherit that car one day? I I don't think I'll make it a lowrider. I would like to get like a Chevy Biscayne or maybe a Cadillac as a or as a lowrider. Maybe like a Pontiac Catalina, a a, a big four door convertible. Ooh, That's I like that. What I want a '60s era. That's what I want to make tail fins, suicide doors. With. Of course.
0: Yeah. I could see that. I could see that. Um, That's what I, what I want. What's What's my dream lowrider? You know, now we're, that we're into this conversation, because here's the thing. Like, I love lowriders, but it's not really for me. I actually, you know, and I've talked about this on a pod before. When it comes to that sort of style of like style, I personally like bigger wheels. Um, you know, like I've talked about on the, on the podcast multiple times. If it was up to me, I would buy an 01 to 06 GMC Yukon Denali, um, not the XL, um, Tahoe-sized. I would drop 24s. I would rip out the the 6 liter, and I freaking put that big old 600 big block into it and call it a day, dude. And just like put the greatest sound system in the history of imagination, rolling around on 24s or 26s, at like 40 miles an hour but knowing the fact that i have a thousand horsepower in the engine that i can just go ahead and run and gap people like nobody's business it's the greatest thing of all time um but if i were to do a low rider of anything i think i um i don't know man like chevy monte carlo keeps popping in my head i feel like that's the go-to yeah yeah you know? yeah um maybe like a like a yeah, like a 70 like a 70 Monte Carlo. Yeah. Really? Although like I feel like that's the perfect, also like that's the perfect muscle car for like you know, muscle car shenanigans. Yeah, so, like some people might get pissed, but at the same time, who cares? It's also idea, real right? popular in the donk scene as well. Oh, very much so. Yeah. So maybe perhaps going with the 80s G body style Monte go. Carlo. I think that's the right yeah. move for a low rider, perhaps. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna be talking low riders soon at some point. Um, the Leadfoot ladies are going to be coming on to this podcast very, very soon, basically almost have that all down uh, on the calendar. So be on the lookout for that. And then I got a couple of other people who are lining up here for tormenting tarmac for you guys to be able to go ahead and listen to. And then Ron's going to go ahead and be sprinkled in as many times as I possibly can get them. Um, perhaps even Rochelle getting her back on. So she yeah. can go ahead and help us out with shenanigans as always, because she's the bomb diggity and um, see if I can go ahead and convince my wife to go ahead and sit down and record an episode. with That's cool. So yeah. I've no been uh, annoying her about car culture for the last 13 years of our life. Um, but that all being said, we've got a, we've got a lot of good stuff happening and yeah, um, as Ron said, hopefully this opportunity doesn't backfire in my face and we can make something cool happen. It's and not as soon gonna. as I get that I'll, oh thanks, buddy. I appreciate that. As soon as it uh, you know, if as I get the dates and whatnot and make it happen, Tormenting Tarmac will be made aware of it on Instagram. And then we'll go ahead and talk about it here on this very cool uh, this very cool platform that we have created for ourselves and that's hopefully continuing to grow and people are enjoying. So anything else that you want to go ahead and tell the people there, Ronald? And you and but don't say what you said last week about call me or whatever it was (laughs) i don't know what you said (laughs) i don't remember either (laughs) Uh,
1: i can't think of anything thank you everybody jorge
0: godspeed thanks buddy i appreciate it by the way general motors if you're listening congratulations on z06 launch week it's been pretty sure it's it's been a success yes um godspeed back to you that but by the way all this means is that ron just doesn't get me for two hours once a month. He just has to deal with me every day in his Instagram DMs. Yeah, that's not going to change. I know it. <laughs> it's not. So such for you, brother. That all being said, on behalf of everybody who I spoke with at Highline, and of course, on behalf on behalf not behalf, on behalf of Ronald Robert Morris III, my name is Jorge Eduardo Quino Rodriguez. This has been Tormenting Tarmac. And what do we do here, Ronald? What do we tell the people?
1: Where enthusiasts never die.
0: Goddamn right. Have a great night, everybody.